Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwynn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome to episode 70. We are back from Porsche Parade and we are at PCA National Headquarters. We are not using our normal equipment because there's somewhere in a pod coming back from Palm Springs. Yes, and trying to save the club money, <laughs> we shipped it on the pod. I mistook uh, when Melanie, <laughs> Melanie, our events manager, said it would take uh, nine days. I simply counted on my calendar, nine days, and I said, yep, that works out perfect. And I didn't ask if it was nine business nine days, business which I should have known that's... better. And But in my head, I'm thinking, I see trucks on the road on Saturday and Sundays, uh, but what evidently, you... we're not supposed to count that. So, uh, MacGyver Forsyth, Robert, he uh, said, nah, I think I can pull it off, because I was in panic mode at that point, because I envisioned us just passing around my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we've done gonna, worse. <laughs> this is going to be the most basic podcast we've ever done. Uh, so, even though uh, you'll have to forgive us if it's not the usual complement of photos and videos uh, um, and our audio quality. Hopefully, it's hopefully good. audio quality. Robert's been working very, very hard on the uh, the audio quality part, uh, but we did. Uh, we are managing to do this podcast and uh, not miss not miss a week. Yeah. So uh, you've obviously heard Manny. We've got Damon at the table, but we also have a special guest today with us as well. A dear friend of mine, uh, someone that Manny often makes fun of on the podcast. A thirty-seven year PCA member. Paul Gentili. Welcome, Paul. Well, uh, thanks for having me. I know this is the third invite I got, but uh, third time's a charm, so we'll we'll see how this works out. So we were looking for, normally when our guests come on, we have a title for them. Uh, I thought of 36-year member, and I think, what, what did you come up with, Manny? Uh, FOV. FOV. <laughs> Friend of Vue. Friend of mm. Vue. Well, because Paul's retired. I said he's not a vendor. Uh, Robert's always used to putting a title on, on our guest. And, uh, I was almost afraid to ask, what does FOV mean? <laughs> me, but, uh, me too. It wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, well, from my perspective, it could, we could have come oh, up with something better. You can easily mute your mic. <laughs> <laughs> so I call him on his bluff because all I ever hear is him uh, saying how uh, we, he, we should have on the Cars and Coffee people from the Cars and Coffee he goes to on Sundays um, and down in Burtonsville. And uh, I said, well, here we are. You're, you're now here. I and know, right? Hear, and evidently, there's a Cars and Coffee view that I've been to Cars and Coffee, and I've never noticed that they're. I don't notice that, that much of a difference. You, you need yeah. to just come on Sunday, Manny. Yeah. I, do, I do come on that Sunday. Maybe he behaves when I'm around. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't so think so. I've been going to the Burtonsville Cars and Coffee since high school, and a lot of the folks. No, you have a reputation to uphold. No, 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 no. It's just it's it's you know a long time yeah. event, and you know I grew up around some of these hot rodders and. Uh, you know, when I didn't even have a real car or anything like that. And uh, some friends that uh, made along the way. And we just kind of actually we kind of sit around at talk cars. Talk cars. Yeah, like, yeah. We don't wait. So when I go, it's like the cars and coffee folks. And then there's like eight or nine outcasts <laughs> on a side parking lot that are you guys. That's us pretty much. <laughs> well, but that's well, because they put a burger king and a starbucks and so there's well, lots of traffic over there's there there's this there's this one restaurant that has like outdoor seating that we like to take and it almost looks like you put like the outcast into a playpen mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just comfortable so we sit there yeah. and we end up True. chatting about mm-hmm. you know solving the the uh the world's problems but uh yeah it's a it's a good time it is it is so let's um 
first, congratulations to Damon and crew. We hit 75,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yes, finally, uh, 75,000. It's a great, you know, it's, um, you know, 75 years of Porsche, 75,000 subscribers. But what we really want is 100,000 subscribers so we can get that plaque. Which we That's don't right. Have we yet. don't have a plaque yet from YouTube, so yeah. 100k. So 25,000 more. Yeah. So if you're watching us on YouTube, of course, please, if you enjoy it, hit that like button. But be sure to click that subscribe button. Even if you yes, don't please. like it, just hit subscribe. Just Doesn't do it. Cost, <laughs> cost you anything. Yeah. Tell your friends. So the last uh, podcast, we kind of mixed things up a little bit because we had uh, a special uh, handover of the classic club coupe, so we moved. The second podcast at Parade First, and this week um, we dropped the first podcast that we recorded um, at Parade. So today, uh, today it is the day before July fourth, and then the day after Canada Day, right? Yeah, I believe so. Sure. <laughs> Just trying to keep all this together. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, they will. We will. We'll have already celebrated July fourth when people are listening listening to this, to this one. Yep. Yep. So uh, you think you know? You mentioned the handover to Jerry Seinfeld. I think it's worth mentioning how that went down and why uh, the entire parade uh, group was not invited to that handover. Oh yeah, sure. Because I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, uh, that "Oh, could, uh, you that know, couldn't was, have happened during parade." <laughs> exactly, and, yeah. and or, or you know, there didn't seem to be too many people there, and so I try to explain to them that it wasn't open to uh, the entire membership or the entire attendees of the parade. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously I would have loved to plan for it to be part of a major event at parade, but uh, out of respect to Jerry is, you know, we asked him, would you like it just, you know, a small group of people or did you want to integrate with it? And I think we all know he usually likes small gatherings just just because I've seen, I've seen him and Manny, I've seen him at, public events and it's really crazy what he goes through like i I feel so bad for him so you know i asked and um you know he did politely say you know it'd be great if you could just make a small uh gathering so that's why we did it in a in a private area it was at parade it was at the la quinta um but it was only about an invited group were people that had a hand in building and building or developing this car and that's why that's how you got to invite base. If I were picking yeah. up a car, I wouldn't want 1,500 people watching me. I'd probably, you know, like stall the car, you know, uh, the first time leaving. And, no, uh, I mean, w- you know, we're not famous, right? So yeah. I think it would be cool if you had a whole bunch of people while you're taking delivery of your dream car. It's different for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't get to do really much of anything private. So uh, what, you know, what I noticed, that, uh, speaking of privacy, is every... You know, every feat that he takes or drives, he probably has to take that into consideration. Uh, and I noticed this because uh, once he took delivery of the car and drove off, one, he didn't even wait for anyone. Not that he was trying to be rude, but he just kind of is in his own little kind of pace. And so Bogdan and I, we followed him in the F-150, which we told him we would because we wanted to get some photos of the classic Club Coupe in the wild. And one thing I noticed at the first traffic light is he didn't pull up right next to the car next to him. He always parks about 45 degrees behind the car that was to the right, to the left of him. I'm like, I wonder if that's on purpose. Because he doesn't want people to look across and maybe see him. I know, right? So so then we got to the next light. I'm like, sure enough, he did it again. And then the third light he did again. I'm like, man, that's got to be tough. Like, you got to take that much into consideration even just driving your car around. Yeah. Or I wonder if he just doesn't want to be in somebody's blind spot. 
No, because you know, he, no, he parked things. in people's blind oh, spots. In, oh, okay. He parked in yeah. their blind spots. So people, yeah, yeah you, you got it right the first time, yeah. so you can't look over you and know, see yeah, him behind yeah. them. Yeah. Take out your well, I think, and I think I mentioned mm-hmm. this on the the um, the podcast when we talked about the delivery of the car was it was so cool to see the car in the wild, but to see him drive, and you know how you can tell, and someone's an enthusiast the way they drive by uh, the, you know clearly avoiding potholes, right? going across the little dip in the road at a 45 degree angle like he did all that stuff like a, like a normal car person would it's pretty I cool i do that in my bmw but not because of an enthusiast <laughs> you're worried things are gonna fall it, apart it shakes like a shopping cart <laughs> if i hit a pothole yeah so anyways for those of you that were at parade and didn't get to be a part of it all you know again it was at his uh at his wish. And so. it was very last minute. This was not something oh, we yeah. came in the parade saying, well, this is going to happen for sure. Up until like when we finished uh, recording Tech Tactics, there was a half hour window and we were still waiting. Yeah, you never know happen. with um, you know folks in his industry and their schedule. Like they might get called to something last minute and hop, hop on a plane or something. And I think he was supposed to be at the um, the auction in Atlanta Um you know, the couple of days before oh, okay. and there was plans for him to be there and something came up and he couldn't make it. So, you know, while we were planning this, um, even though it was last minute, we were very hopeful, but we were never a hundred percent that it was gonna it was gonna come through and, and work. And I'm glad it did. And what's interesting for me is how much spotlight it has put on the classic club coupe, even though we've been talking about it for at least a year and have numerous press releases. Manny and I have done a video on it. We've talked about it on the podcast, but because all of a sudden now you've got Jerry Seinfeld tied to the car, 1.2 million tied to the car. Everyone's like, huh, what are the details on this car? And we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we've been talking about this for a year. There's plenty online. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty, plenty. There's plenty, plenty of content. You just have to you know, Google yeah. Classic Club Coupe, you know, and you can learn everything about it. Four of the five e-brake, and so I'm it, because it's we're a little bit behind. Had some e-brake problems. Sorry, everybody, uh, from on the 27th. But I'm finally doing the recap. I'll send today, July 3rd, and four out of the five stories were all Classic Club Coupe. Yeah. So I made a decision. I need to take one out that doesn't like the worst performing one. I'll just take that out, so it's not just like a yeah. line of Classic Club Coupe stories. So yeah, the interest has gone up. You all want to hear about it, but why didn't you all want to hear about it and watch that video that we released <laughs> for the past year? Because I really would have loved to see those views. So it's great to see all yeah. the love for the 996. Um, you know, I was so proud for PCA and all the people that were involved in building the car because he genuinely, and Manny was there, he was genuinely, you know, happy that he won you know, the opportunity to, to own this car. And then last week... Um, Yanni Cabiglio, who handles the collection for uh, for Seinfeld, call and he says, you know, we make it a point that we never buy a car and drive it home. Like, we never do that. And, of course, he did that from Parade. Really? And when he got hmm. back to his collection, you know, there's a 4Cam, I believe a 4Cam 356 waiting for him that he hadn't seen in a couple other cars. And Yanni was basically like, uh, I couldn't peel him away from the 996. He said it was like the best drive ever. And I'm like, oh, they're talking about our car. Makes us feel pretty proud. I think it was pretty cool that he pretty drove cool it. Pretty cool that he drove it. And yeah. As opposed yeah. to driving it into a trailer. and It, then, it had yeah. it had 200 miles on it when he started the car from La Quinta. And he'll, he would have put 200 miles driving it back home. So he doubled the miles just driving it. So, and he was yeah. with, 
with a smile on his face. See, I would have gone all fanboy if he would have brought Larry David with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no you've been no good. I would have no kept good. you away. Because <laughs> I've been telling him, Jerry, you know, you just give him the chin. You're like, hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. Go. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Larry David, I would have uh, oh. gone full fanboy. Uh, so I see you have some <laughs> a couple of, um, I guess, a wrap-up from Parade, which includes the 5K run. So you finished second. I finished second in my, and in, in this is Do my we last go year. Last with how year, many people are? This, in this, class? This, I was going to say this is second the last out of year out of in this age group. So next year I move up to the next age group. Unfortunately, Nathan is a year younger than me. So for mm. this, so I never finish first, right? Because oh yeah, that's the reason why you don't re- finish first. <laughs> so this is sort of how I got a first place trophy at parade, and I was a little bit surprised about it. I was the only one in my I, class. I was not the only one. I was not. Nathan was in my class, and there was a couple other people. But so, I so. ran like the person behind me. I, I'm not kidding you. I ran because the person behind me looked like they could have been in my age group, but I wasn't sure. And I, every corner, I kept looking. I was like, "Is he still behind did, me?" Did is you cut him off a few times? No, <laughs> no. And I didn't cut corners or anything. And I, I, I ran. I finished. So when, I, he, was, when he started walking, you walked. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> what I was did, your time? Your I time did, was like 32 minutes, wasn't it? Uh, 30 something. I don't know. That's 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 the only did, verge of walking. <laughs> did you walk yeah, at all? Yeah. Huh? Did no, I didn't. I, I when I do a 5k. My goal really is never to walk. Like that's almost like the walk of shame. Or your so. strides less than a foot. I don't know. I just <laughs> all I know is I felt like I was still running, and then I crossed well, the line. It's called shuffling. Shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a power walk. I'm faster than a power walk, at least. <laughs> but I finished. It's like the pickleball version of running. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, hey. there you go. I love pickleball. Um, oh, kudos to you and the series of tech tactics on was it Friday? Was it Friday? It's all Tech Tactics Day. Tech Tactics yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. We recorded how many? Four, four videos. Yeah, the one I wish we we, we would have recorded. I'd like to have them back. Is um, the one about body work. Oh, uh, Mike Kukovic. Yes, yes, that was such a uh, eye opening. Uh, I really want to have him back. I'm gonna see if I can get him to uh, get him for Tech Tactics West yes. because what I learned from that is uh, if you wreck in a new Porsche, hope that you get totaled. Yeah. Was, oh my God! There is. Uh, there were, he was showing us like um, uh, photos of um, uh, stuff they cannot repair the way the factory built it. It's impossible. And mm-hmm. so he was showing how they make braces. They said this is the correct way where you will have uh, the same structural rigidity as factory, but you're going to have a brace. So the brace tells you, yes, it's been fixed, but it's been fixed right. Which of course leads led to the discussion of what about the shops that aren't factory authorized? They can't get these parts. Mm-hmm. Who can say they will fix it just as good or better, and they're missing like these important braces. And we were showing those welds that uh, you don't see anymore once the car is built, but you know that are integral to the repair of the car. It was uh, well, it's not like in the old day where you're using you know one material, one metal, and then no, you're no. putting on a select machine, and you're just even back then even the rivets, even are, the rivets, yeah. everything is like it's a system, right? And so if you have a non-authorized body shop working on your car. It may look like it's right because they pulled it straight or whatever, but the structural integrity of all these pieces have been compromised. He was pointing out some YouTubers that will buy uh, salvaged cars, cars that have been uh, totaled and given a salvage title, and then they resurrect them. Yeah, and he was and he, and he said he goes, we love watching them because when they show their repairs, it's very cringeworthy because yeah. these cars are not repaired correctly and if they're ever in an accident it's not the same uh, impact yeah. um, protection mm-hmm. that or not, not even in well obviously in an accident you worry about that but if you're taking the car 
in like a high performance setting where you're putting stress on the chassis or on the components that haven't been rebuilt or fixed correctly, if they fail in that high performance application, that in itself could send you into the wall or send you flying off the track. Hey, you understand why these cars are so easily totaled. Yeah. Well, it looks Mm -hmm. like, you know, would have been 30 years ago, an easy repair because of labor involved is uh, not that not that hard to total where, car. Where were yeah. we that we were just talking about modern day cars in general are just more likely yeah. to be totaled because of electric parts. cars for sure. Components electric cars like are, yeah. headlights are really expensive. Airbags. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when all that stuff goes off, yeah. the bills. I mean, yeah. when my daughter's car didn't look bad at all, and yeah. it was total because total. both airbags went off. I mean, you get a car that you know, a newer car. That has a bit of value to it, you know. It's it's a little bit tougher, but you know, how many of us have a car that's five years old? And if you get into a minimum accident, it could easily total the car nowadays. Yeah. I think oh, seventy five. Well, speaking of, yeah, yeah. Say, how what's the latest on we'll your see. car? We'll see. I had to move it to another shop because oh, apparently the adjuster for my and this is my golf where I hit a deer back in May. Uh, the adjuster apparently. Um, again, not naming names. Uh, <laughs> so my insurance company seemed to be fine, although my first shop doesn't deal that I wanted to take my car to doesn't deal with progressive customers. This other shop said it's not your company; it's the the adjuster who was new about five or six weeks ago. He rolled up to my shop, um, sat in his car for fifteen minutes and left, and then called <laughs> my insurance company and said that the shop owner wasn't there. And he had it all on camera and all that. Oh, my god! So, basically, I've gone to an in-network shop, and hopefully it's, it's all good. But on to your point, uh, my Golf was a base model, so it had the base headlights, you know, none of the fancy equipment. So, it's probably kind of going towards them not totaling it yet, oh. which I hopefully they don't. But um, Honestly, I mean, I feel bad for you. Yeah. But probably the cleanest thing for you is that you hope that it gets totaled. Because <laughs> because the thing is, not only going through the process of getting all these approvals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then you got to make sure that the car is repaired correctly. Correct. And if it's not going to be repaired correctly, then you're going to have these little gremlins that are just going to annoy yeah. the heck out of you. Yeah, so. that's what I'm scared of. But hopefully... Um, but know, I know it's no a very, it, is, it is a very special car. Manual, yeah. diesel. Diesel, right? Yeah. yeah. There's that. But there's also the, the $341 a month that I don't have in car payments, which... No. For six years, I'd been looking forward to, but uh, you know, Spe- we'll see how that goes. Speaking of which, I think Nathan will be okay with me sharing this. He recently bought a compact manual diesel. I think you talked about it. Compact. On, uh, one of one of the shows he went parade. Did he? Did you talk about? He, yeah. Chevy Cruze. No, yeah, he about he's, uh, super yeah, rare. For a while. Super yeah. rare. That's why he bought it. He didn't need it, it but he didn't need it. Yeah. He he said, didn't so need so. It. I yeah, so my daughter's cruise, as you may remember, was a manual, which I thought was a unicorn. But yeah, a cruise manual diesel even and didn't much even more know they who made builds, it. Who builds that Chevy diesel? Because you know, all I think of Chevy Zuzu and maybe? diesels are back uh, at the days that's, of. That's well, a, now they have a, they have. Um, it's probably them. I mean, that that was. I think they were jumping onto the diesel bandwagon right when they got their trucks happened. right. Right. Um, but yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, don't maybe know it's an Isuzu motor. I don't think Did, so. No? Didn't they, ha- didn't they have a relationship with them for a while? That was a long maybe time ago. Maybe at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. So anyway, Tech Tactics was a, a success for content while we'll be slowly uh, trickling out. Uh, this coming Wednesday, we're actually showing a Tech Tactics uh, episode from Tech Tactics East. 
with Rob oh. about tire geometry. Oh, that's a great suspension. It's really yeah. good. Because that was a good one. It, it yeah. shows you just don't simply put a 21-inch uh, oh, yeah. wheel in your car and expect mm-hmm. life to be the same. Nope. It's uh, There's a lot involved, and he discusses that in very easy-to-understand terms. Um, so a lot of the guys from my region were asking me when is that going to come out because they were quoting – Rolf and the stuff he said, but there was some stuff they weren't couldn't remember. I, wa- I watched it twice because I sat in it on Saturday and on Sunday. It was that good. Yeah, Rolf Ro- really loves his uh, his work, and uh, we're happy to have him. So, uh, from but from parade, uh, we did the uh, last one was Chris Jacobs, mm-hmm. which uh, turned out really well. Of course, he's just the uh, consummate professional, and he answered all the questions, including our president's question of whether he really did get punched. I, I thought it was crazy. I yeah. didn't know about that episode. I want yeah. to watch that episode. Yeah, he, and it was. He, he, he recounted the whole story. That's crazy. Uh, how he ended up getting punched by a guy uh, um, because they, they, uh, the whole premise of the show is they – they prank the person uh, who's getting his car overhauled, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he, took, he took a guitar and smashed the guy's oh, windshield, windshield, which they were going to replace anyway, right? And the guy didn't realize it was Frank. <laughs> Must have been an earlier version because yeah. they were pr- they were pranking people in the beginning and they stopped. And oh, maybe it was because of that, yeah. uh, I guess. But man, he got. Luckily, I think he didn't get like hit square in the jaw, and he was like moving while he got With hit, it, yeah. and it wasn't that bad. So, yeah, so we had him. We had Lee Giannone from Meekum who talked about uh, his experience in selling uh, cars at a live auction mm-hmm. and what to expect, and answered mm-hmm. a lot of questions, which I knew people would have uh, who may be thinking about uh, selling their car at a live auction, but were too afraid to ask or just never had the opportunity yeah. to ask. You know, the general questions when it comes time to sell your car, as uh, you know. What are my options uh, if I go to a live auction? Um, so, yeah, it was a uh, pretty good day. Helped we out did the we values, right? The values with Nathan? Yes, so, uh, yeah, that one. Um, That'll be popular. Yeah, it's a, we've got a lot of good content all three days from, well, tech, uh, What's My Porsche Worth was released immediately. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that's become like a regular now parade. It's a full audience. People come to uh, schedule their, uh, their uh, Thursday around that event. And uh, Damon, the the quick turnaround for the Concor, that's doing really well. I think it's almost like what twenty five thousand views now. Yeah, I think it's more actually. So oh, uh, wow. yeah, very good video. It's um, no, no, now watch the next one, the autocross gaming video. Give that one a little more love. <laughs> oh, the autocross, uh, yeah, Steve. Yeah. It's kind of funny Tara actually. Car. Yeah. So when when I looked at um on YouTube, obviously the. Uh, Concord video is doing a lot better views wise than the autocross video, but more people have clicked on the autocross video in eBreak News mm-hmm. than on YouTube. Oh, so okay. it's kind of funny to see how um, our audience you know, on our people newsletter. were pretty happy to see how crazy that car. And I know yeah, I was yeah. when I first saw and heard about the car, and you were at autocross. I was like, "Go look at that car," because I know yeah. you. Know, I knew him from the Monterey Porsche Parade, and he was quick in a GT3. I think it was then. Mm-hmm. So to see you know the husband and wife both be yeah. super quick in a crazy built car yeah that's goals that's right awesome. there yeah it'd be nice to put that that, that car was well it's wicked, well done wicked, very yeah. well done I mean, yeah. yeah yeah they're they're having a lot of fun with it um and yes, and, we and did she, use every cone that we had in the trailer. <laughs> or at so least you know, it looks is, like it. <laughs> this is really funny. So uh, being from San Diego originally, um, they and I don't know if it's just San Diego or just out there, but everybody out, out on the West Coast, I feel like, or in California, thinks that the whole autocross course needs to be lined with cones. <laughs> really, the whole autocross, like yeah. y- you know, and you stay in between the cones. There's no interpretation. Now this was somewhere in the middle, but there were a lot of cones, and it. 
didn't let you figure it out. It almost pointed you exactly where you need. It was still kind of tough, but oh. so you don't you don't line courses a hundred percent out here. You put a few cones at each corner, and then yeah. you have to interpret the rest. Right, exactly, and that interpretation yeah. can get you a second or mm-hmm. slow you down. And yeah, um, what well, usually is also a product that the club doesn't have. Right, seven hundred cones. So. Yeah. Well, apparently in SoCal they have a lot of cones. But you, you were the only one here that uh, got to participate in yeah. the autocross this year, and it looked like competition was pretty fierce. It was, yeah. I um, talked about it a little bit uh, in the last podcast, or I guess maybe it would be two podcasts ago, since we switched the order up. But um, I didn't think I won an award. I got first place. Apparently there are four or five different levels of improved class, and uh-huh. I was in one. And the other improved guys were not in my class. Ah. So participation trophy. <laughs> um, it was still pretty nice. You know, I'm, I'm happy with the time. But the, yeah, that course. So you was, got a first place. I got a first place. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's first exactly. place. Who, first who, place. Who, who are you driving against? Oh, I don't remember. Last time Lewis Hamilton got a first place. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, thought it was yeah. interesting that his wife was like just under a second uh, she was she was faster than him until the until last the run. end. Yeah, yeah. that's is, impressive. Yeah, this is Steve and Tara, not Lewis yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tara. <laughs> yeah, well, Tara um, also a SCCA national champ. Yeah. Yep. She's only been autocrossing for five years. So for me, the highlight of parade had actually nothing to do with parade. It was, it, we had packed up everything, you know, packed up all our suitcases and parade was fantastic. Um, but the thing that I enjoyed for that trip was our little, non-PCA before we got to the airport detour to Joshua National Park. Joshua, no, Joshua Tree, Tree National Joshua Park. Tree. You almost got it right. Yeah. yeah. That was so that's our, cool. That's our that's our tribute to the U2 album cover mm. uh, uh Joshua Tree which um I was supposed to be waking up that's a bad <laughs> just to put that in context and i wasn't there because i was going to san diego yeah not everybody could join us because they had different flight times out but yeah for those of you those of us that had similar flight times what was that skull skull something skull rock skull rock skull yeah. rock and it was just cool it feels like you landed on the moon or some mm. weird place and nothing was around except for these <laughs> unique uh, rock formations and yeah. they're not really trees; they're uh, yeah. bushes. Yeah, they look like trees. Yeah. I've camped out there many years ago. It was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Family, and we uh, yeah, these photos don't show the truth because <clears throat> uh, Vu was terrified as he was climbing to the top. I was. I am not a person. It's only that about likes twenty hugs. feet high. Yeah, but it felt like I was on a forty. <laughs> He was Story, hugging but, those hugging uh, his rocks like he was at the top of Mount Everest. And I didn't bring the proper uh, shoes I, either. I had like not dress shoes, but just walking shoes. Ooh, that was scary. I, I had a comment, but I'll <laughs> I'll hold it for later. Um <laughs> So anyways, uh so I I loved Palm Springs. That area or La Quinta, California yeah. where we were at. Yes, it was hot, but it was when I got off the plane when we landed was it twelve thirty or so? Twelve thirty. It was two what, o'clock. What time did we land? Two like o'clock two in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> we landed at two o'clock in the morning at BWI, and as soon as we got off the plane, it felt so oh much more gosh. gross. It hit you like a wall. Oh my gosh, it <laughs> felt so much more gross than we, we lucked out. We only got the super hot weather weather on uh, the check in day and then the welcome party day. Yeah, I mean, and then we lucked out. But, for the but rest it was of the week. it was so. ninety and a hundred, right? It yeah, was yeah. technically ninety dry. and hundred. It's a dry heat, but. Yeah. It, 
and I get it now. Yeah. I totally yeah. get it. Now. It was still it wasn't hot, yes, but it was comfortable hot, which yeah. I never really understood. For that. normal Palm Spring weather, it would not have been comfortable that whole week. We lucked out. Oh, we lucked out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, June I, in Palm Springs is usually over a hundred all the time. So it, we, we that, I, will, I will clear this up because I, and I've said this so many times. Um, <laughs> every parade's hot. Yes. Every parade. We, we've been to Steamboat Springs and it was a heat wave yeah. and it was hot. It just it, it, the odds that you're going to be in a cool place, going to be cool, is very low. Yeah. And it yeah. has to be held in a six six week window. Uh, because they've held parade in the fall, and it's been terrible as far as attendance. It's a family mm-hmm. event, so a lot of people mm-hmm. bring their kids with them. Kids are in school, so this little six-week window is where we have to choose from. Yep. And uh, and you know they've done surveys in the past um, where you know people said make it shorter. We made it five days. Disaster. Disaster. Everyone complained because the people who go to parade realize it's a week-long event, and they want to be there the week. And not five days. And you can, um, when you did when we did it five days, you compressed all this stuff uh, it together. Terrible. It was terrible. So uh, and parade is very successful. So it's not like we're not selling out. They yeah. they uh, sell out. Um, so you know it's going to be hot. It's, it was uh, it was interesting to see those comment online about how you know PCA didn't do it right by having it in Palm Springs because it was hot. I tell you what, there were a lot of happy faces yeah, yes. in Palm Springs, and it was spectacular. It was a great parade. The mornings, like that run in the morning, although I wasn't lightning fast, like I really enjoyed it. It was gorgeous, Al. And yeah, the concourse was 60 good. degrees made you faster? Huh? <laughs> no. Hush. No. In a word? No. But, you know, with a large group like that, you're all right, always going to get. Let's all, all of us race right now. Let's go out and just. You, you'll, always get, you. you'll always get somebody to complain. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is, but the weird thing is, you didn't even go. Why are you even complaining, right? Like, what's what's the point? uh, Because they can. There's plenty of air conditioning spots if you wanted to uh, cool off or you wanted to spend. I spent most of the time in air conditioning. That's that's the thing is, they do not skimp on air conditioning. And and most of the indoor places uh, on the property, I felt it was too cold because you went from 100 degrees to 70. And it was like, ah. And everywhere I went in the resort, there was a water water cooler with cups always filled. And yeah. so you you couldn't have been dehydrated either because uh, and they weren't charging for just water. You just went up and you know, poured it yourself, and it was. Uh, I think they managed to heat very well. They did yeah. absolutely, yeah. and like Agreed. I said, the, uh, I was also pleased to see there were a lot of first time PCA members go. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we also get jaded that we see, you know, a- and have access to things from Porsche, and these people's eyes are just like. Oh my gosh! I can't believe we get to see a 963. We get to, you know, have this huge Porsche lettering, and you know, everywhere they looked, they were just amazed that all this kind of came together. Oh, the Transformer! <laughs> yes, yeah. and kudos to the uh, member services team. They uh, had record sales for um, merchandise in the parade store, and they uh, brought new stuff out every day. Every time I walked in the store, there was oh, yeah. a lot of people inside of it. And it was only open to PCA members, which. It's kind of funny because they told me what their most popular question was: "Is there a discount for PCA members?" <laughs> and they had to explain, "Well, only PCA members are allowed to shop in here." Yeah. Uh, but uh, they had some cool merchandise, and uh, that goes all that goes towards keeping the cost of parade at a minimum, and that's all it contributes right back to the event. Absolutely, and this is a good time to thank all of the Porsche Parade volunteers. You know, there's a, I think close to 700 volunteers, the Porsche Parade uh, Planning Committee, and of course, as you said, Manny, the the headquarters staff that worked day and night. Like we, you know, 
we had they came out early set up early in the morning work through the day and then finish up late at night like they're so tired they don't even want to go to a banquet they just want to go back to the room and kind of reset and back at it and five days straight that's crazy yeah so although i did reach the ultimate inner circle paul here at the office what was that? There's this inner circle of inner circles, <laughs> and that's the member services inner circle. <laughs> I don't know. You parade, might think you've reached that, but this, at least they... for my wife, I was able to uh, attain, and I was invited to dinner and breakfast oh. with the member services team. That's pretty, uh, you know. That's... I think it has to do I'm, with Roxanne. I think it's I, all, it has to do I with only Roxanne. met your regardless, wife. regardless, yeah. and I still got in. That's a participation trophy. If it's I've like ever heard in, one. In, the, in the show, the office, they have the finer things club. Uh-huh. That's what this is equivalent to. It's yeah. uh, it's to be able to hang out with the member services team. Uh, panorama team, eh, you know, it's every, <laughs> everyone belongs there. <laughs> well, I only met your wife services. for the first time at Hunt Valley. I think it was your wife that yes, got you. I would, it's a lot, a lot of charity on her part. <laughs> so speaking of invitations, uh, we got a call from Tom Chan at TPC Racing yes. to come over and check out a 993 C4S. In itself is an amazing car, but this one was a little bit more special. Yeah, it was, uh, well, supercharged. And what I thought was interesting was uh, active suspension, which was never available on the 993 or 996. That was yeah. a 997 feature. And so uh, here's the chance to have a car that on the outside looks fairly stock and, you know, air-cooled, classic, uh, but with uh, more horsepower and a uh, suspension that has settings, uh, what was it, normal, comfort, and sport plus? Yeah, something like that. Three, something three, like three different yeah. settings. So yeah. wasn't it KW who makes these shocks and they've developed some sort of... Uh, no, this, a, these are oh. made by Tractive. Tractive. Yeah. Tractive. Okay, yeah. And then I think the controller box is made by DSC, which is yeah. TPC. And companies. What I what I like about it is because as most of you know, you know, G-body cars are air-cooled cars, even at other than the 993 Turbo, but, you know, the normally aspirated cars, they're at a what you would consider a conservative conservative horsepower number by today's standard, mm-hmm. right? Like a, a standard Honda Accord today is like 300 horsepower. A 993 normally aspirated motor is like 282 horsepower. So here you have an option to get a bump of like 80 real horsepower, not additive by putting an air cleaner and blah, blah, blah on your car. Like truly 80 more horsepower at the wheels and then a suspension that you can actively control like a modern day car, the car still looks completely vintage. Everything that you're doing to the car can be reversed if you want to put it back to stock. But now your car is modernized. And uh, so I, w- I, had, I had done a video recently of a stock 993 Turbo, which I think is, what, 400 horsepower. This 405. Na- 405, right? So this 993 has an additional 80 horsepower with the, uh, the supercharger. And so in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. It's going to be close to that 993 that I just drove. And like from the, from like zero to like, you know, getting off the line, I definitely felt as though the C4S was, didn't, didn't have as much grunt. So initially in in my video, I talk about how that is, but where it really changed for me is when you were like in third gear and going through the twisties the power was like way more instant uh, and a lot more point and shoot fun than the 993 turbo. So even though it was lower on power in the back on the back roads, it, it had like that jump and that torque that I felt like 
was much more fun than a 993 turbo which was yeah i wasn't expecting that at all and I, I i changed my opinion of the car while i was doing the review i'm like uh this is a fun mm-hmm. ride and you get that uh man i don't know if you heard the uh the supercharger wine when it gets oh, in yeah. it just oh, yeah. it just adds like a different dimension that you know yeah. this car is special and it and the suspension was like comfortable yet it was so stable yeah. that was uh the fun interaction we had with Bogdan, uh, you know, because he's from Ukraine, and <laughs> we're trying to teach him that a supercharger makes a whining sound, not, yeah. not the whoosh. So yeah. he was doing a social media post, and I said, yeah, you should put on there, like, here to whine. Yeah. And so he, he spells it like wine, like we drink. Without an H. And I'm yeah. like, well, I, I like that. I said, but for here, you got to put W-H-I. Yeah. And so then he spelled it W-H-I with no N-E. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, now you got to put the <laughs> Yeah, but sure. here's the thing is normally we do this these videos with all of damon's equipment with suction cups and this that and the other and damon was still making his way back from parade so boggs actually handheld the gopro inside and <laughs> as i'm rolling through gears he's trying to not you know move and yeah, hopefully funny. the video came out all right it uh they've got good stabilization yeah we, we, we only on. really had one day to to pull this off because the yeah. car was done and had to Literally, go to yeah, had yeah. to go to uh back to its owner but I'm I'm glad Manny kind of pushed me to to go out and, and try it out because it was quite special. Yeah, with the active suspension, we don't see that very often for a older car. Yeah, and I was really curious to see how it would ride, and it was a uh, you know uh, it wasn't as easy as um, it is on the modern cars where you have the little knob and on you the switch wheel. it. Uh, but it was just a button you pressed that was under the dash. Um, and, uh, and you can locate the difference. Yeah. You can locate that button wherever you feel it's most convenient for you. They, this one, they kind of put it to the right of the center console and, uh, uh, with the led off, that meant it was in comfort. And then with the led, when you push it and the led on, it was like sport. And then if you push it again and the green light flashes, it was sport plus and very simple. Yeah. And the normal mode on the road we went was just fine for me. It was very compliant and. And what I like about it is, you know, sometimes when people do, like, sports suspension on their cars, it's kind of terrible for the street. And, you know, it doesn't <laughs> track well and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This one tracked. It, the car didn't, like, want to go left or right on its own. Everything was nice, straight, and stable. But you could tell the car just um, didn't sway as much. And, and I don't know, if Manny, if you tried it. I tried a hard brake uh, to see how the, it has an accelerometer built in. Well, no, boo, because my previous driver left me with the check engine light. <laughs> so my ride was a little bit cut short. No. I, he would I be left, a terrible I, 24-hour uh, <laughs> uh, co-driver. It was, it was a shakedown run. That, that was No, no. Care. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I brought the car back in one piece and no check engine light. Yeah. He, he hops in somehow and then a check engine light. Well, it turns out it was just a, uh, a bad yeah. O2 sensor, which I was looked, actually a good thing. I looked at the pressure yeah. and attempts, and I'm like, everything has got to be emissions. Yeah, that's what a shakedown, right? You, got, you were shaking down the car. so that's They were very happy we that there. it happened then and yeah. Yeah. when the owner got it. So exactly. We helped the owner. Uh, he got a new fresh O2 sensor. Yep. And hopefully uh, that. He's going to enjoy that car. That supercharger can be very addictive. Yeah. Is it a local car? No, 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 New Hampshire. No, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, now the thing is the the supercharger system that they put on that car that's been out for like twenty years. Like Mike and his crew have been doing that yeah. for a long time. They don't do it so much anymore because there aren't that many people. Similar looking. to what he puts on Caymans, Boxsters. Um, no, they they do turbos. Turbos they for do, that. They used yeah. to do it's turbos for the uh, nine nine three uh, Carrera S or nine nine three Carreras in general. 
But um, I remember when we were there before we drove it, I think it was for the 964 suspension install. Um, he was telling us that the turbocharger system, harder to tune and get right, more money takes longer, more things can go wrong, yeah. it's harder to reverse. Yeah. Whereas a supercharger, you just bolt. It's a bolt-on. They run it at like four, three or four psi, something. Four real psi. Low. Four, four PSI, psi, and it's just everything before the injectors. So yeah. you pull off the intake, put a new take intake on. Supercharger sits. Everything sits on top. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's belt driven, obviously, yeah. so it's easy. Mm-hmm. easier. You don't have to, to predict mess. How it you don't have to mess works. with the exhaust. It's uh, the yeah. intercooler is liquid cooled. Again, sits on top. So they stopped doing the turbochargers for those cars, I believe, because nobody was buying them, and the supercharger system just made a lot more sense. Yeah, and it's reversible with these cars. A lot easier to reverse. Yeah. 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 Hmm. All right, man. You want to give us a uh, Rensport update? Um, Yeah, it's uh, so. uh, We of course we have meetings every week. We had meetings out of parade. We uh, went through the entire list of legends that um are coming to uh, Rensport we put our wish list in so as we get closer to uh uh things being final I hope to publish our our list and get our schedule out as soon as possible um we are uh still accepting volunteers so if you're coming to Rensport and you want you have some time um I think the shifts are 3 to 4 hours it's a great place to meet new friends or if you have we come with friends you can be placed together helping us park cars helping us work on the uh, Porsche plots, which just used to be called Cayman Ireland. Um, they are going to be doing autograph sessions at Cayman Ireland, which is pretty cool because uh, they need uh, they have so many legends and they want to make the opportunity to get uh, autographs uh, to everyone. So uh, you know, keep an eye out for um, information on that. But that was uh, that's never happened before to us where they brought the legends all the way over for autograph sessions. Yeah, we're going to have a full schedule. We're going to have a uh, – they approved our request to have a kids judging so they had the Concord on Saturdays, and uh, I asked them if it's any way possible for the uh, PCA Juniors program to get involved mm-hmm. and maybe have uh, five or six uh, teen judges. You've got to start them young and understanding what uh, Concord judging is, so they love the idea. So uh, Laura and I are going to work with uh, the juniors and bring them over, and uh, hopefully the Concord will be closed, at least to the public, for a little bit so we can have a close look at the cars and the teams will be able to judge some cars. And personally, I think they're most prestigious awards. I agree. PCA gives out. I agree. And I've won overall Concord. Is the uh, is it the Little People's Award? Juniors. But they called it. I thought there was a – it said on the Concord Award, Little People's uh, uh, I don't Favorite or Choice or something like that. Anyways, the one the kids pick is yes. the uh, award you want to win. So speaking of Cayman, uh, we know Paul has the SC. He has the Macan recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are looking for a Cayman, more specifically a Cayman, Cayman R. R. Yeah. And, uh, but you can't have mine, but mine's not an R. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not a Boxer Spider. No, I'll actually, um, as time has progressed, oh. um, Cayman R or a Boxster Spider. Um, I, my vote. You should I, I my know, name. I know. He, he prefers Cayman. Yeah. So uh, Boxster I, Spider. I, I would spider. say it would be a function of what Came. kind of comes up first yeah and when yeah are uh, you a box boxer spider i mean the cayman r it's almost the almost exact same car you know obviously the roof being one of a few differentiations but are you gonna autocross it or are you gonna take nope. it to the track no, 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 boxer no. spider right that's kind well, of well not only that i mean 
I love the Cayman R. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. it's a fantastic car. And, and you're right. If you're if you're autocross or track focused, there is no question. You're going to go with a Cayman R. But I think the Spider is just a beautiful vehicle. It yeah. has the underpinnings, uh, you know, very similar to an R. And the fact that you have no filter between your head and the exhaust, like I think the enjoyment of dri- driving that car is just superior we heard the inside story about how the top was uh <laughs> approved that sold me i even told roxanne i'm like i would be boy if something came along <laughs> i'd be real hard pressed not to convince myself to uh to find a place to store a 987 boxer spider because you know that top evidently they never thought it would get approved yeah they, right. they put yeah. it out there and said uh they'll tell us what to change and they were blown away when the board approved it as as is and even the latest uh, Boxer Spider, or the RS, I guess, mm-hmm. um, Spider, uses a very similar top where you have the rear window. It's a two-piece top, so the yep. rear window mm-hmm. basically rolls up. And then what's even more interesting, we found out that in the press photos of the new RS, they didn't, did not include the rear window. Yeah, they and a member uh, yeah. sent me an email asking me, did it come with the rear window? And I'm like, well, sure. It's removable, right? It's, it's not. Re- but it's in the two photos, piece. they took it's it out. Yeah, it's a two-piece. Yeah. And yeah. so mm-hmm. when we asked, they uh, said, well... We send you. We'll send you a video of how to take the top down, but you can't publish it. And in the video, it shows uh, the uh, uh, rear window being. And I'm, I'm not sure if they didn't show it for photo reasons or they thought it was more photogenic. I love it um, when it's the two piece because then you can drive with that just the top part. Top, but, I think yeah. I'd probably most times it wouldn't be on. Probably for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now so. the question is finding one. I mean. Yeah, there's finding this, any there's Porsche no. is hard today, but finding that. So you want car, do you want PDK or stick? No, I can't. I'm you not just you just PDK. made that even more difficult. Is now, <laughs> yeah. now and then trying to find one that hasn't been tracked if it's a Cayman R. Yeah, is even more difficult. Cayman R is probably more yeah. likely than yep. a uh, Spider. And then what kind of mods are done? And some mods yeah. would be okay. It just it just depends. You're well, still in the window where the cars. There's probably more stock cars out there than modified. Well, not what see. not what I've seen. More, more spiders, not modified. But even yeah. a couple of spiders had yeah. have had some. Well, what do you consider modifications? Like, uh, well, I don't exhaust know. is okay. Exhaust is okay. I don't know that I want to get into some, any kind of crazy tunes or anything. I really um, just don't. Although yeah. you can go back. Yeah. I, yeah. Tune guess, suspension, all that stuff. If for me, if you buy a Cayman R or a Boxer Spider, you leave the stuff like that stock you know because why else would you buy it you know yeah i don't want i don't want the magic of those cars is the suspension how porsche Mm -hmm. delivered from the factory and if you buy a cayman r and then put a set of bolens on it sure it might handle well and soak up bumps well and be lower but is that a was it worth doing that to a cayman r do what you did is just bought a standard by standard cayman s i don't want one with suspension that's been modded either well the, the thing is finding one finding manual in either of those cars in the condition that you want there's just people that have them know what they have and they are all i think keepers for a long time so i think i'll but, I but think you're, you're I'll, patient. I will you find are one. patient you will find right. one i'll find because someone someone's going to go into like a gt3 or something and then have mm-hmm. to get rid and of a particular color you're looking for Gentilly. Uh, well, <laughs> go ahead. You could say it. Go I ahead. call it Gentilly White because he loves but white cars. But I have cars. more red cars now. You do than now. White. You do now. Do but when we first cars. started hanging out, every yeah. car he had was well, white. Every factory yeah. race car that's one Lamas come out in white. white. That's what that's um, what Manny loves. The only here. color I would say, I, f- I don't know the exact name, the launch color for the R, that green. Oh, the green. Peridot. Peridot green. I don't know. I'm, 
Peridot or Peridot? I think it's Peridot. Yeah. And that's a <laughs> that's little too the, much that's for me very to polarizing. take. Yeah. yeah, it is. Other than yeah. that, I mean, a GT. I mean, silver's nice. I don't know if I want gray, but, but I don't know how particular I can be on color. Well, I don't think you can be. Mm-hmm. Other than other than if you know you don't like Peridot, right? That's probably the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I could I could live with it. Mm. So speaking of your other cars, you recently had some uh, work underneath of the mm-hmm. 3.2 that I see. 3.0. 3.0. Now, yeah, so you... for those who um, don't recognize the name, Paul is the one who has lent us uh, his red 911 SC that uh, mm-hmm. I drove and Manny drove, but we didn't make a video of that um, not too long ago. You didn't ago. make the editing, editing cut? What happened? I thought Damon would do a better job. Oh. Honestly, I, I, thought, <laughs> I told him to drive it, too, because I thought he'd do a better job. Uh, um, but with the dry ice, it was interesting. I was interested to hear Paul's impression because so my beef with dry ice isn't with dry ice itself. It's with social media mm. and it, with the false expectations that YouTubers will put on there. And mm. they make it seem like it's a uh, miracle elixir that it makes your car look brand new automatically. And the, every dry ice job will do this. And so people uh, show up at the dry ice place expecting their cars would be spotless underneath, and you know they have to be educated that uh, it's going to cost. Yeah, there's a lot of labor involved uh, that you have different layers, and you know where we got it done. Uh, they told us, well, here it is. You, we've already used a what, thousand pounds of dry ice. Yeah, um, we can go further, but it's going to obviously cost. And, time and, and labor. And further is like these little little dots that if you, once again you're looking for the social media results. Uh, that's where you get uh, perfection. Oh. Uh, I remember looking at it and go, you know what? It looks so much cleaner than it did before. I'm happy where it's at. Um, and I was talking with Steve Wood, who had his 964. I think you can do surgery on his. And so he was telling me about it. he wanted to have it where he could be, he could see in a line of sight when mm. the wheel was off or through the wheel. Uh, but then he had to have transmission work done, so he ended up doing vapor honing on the whole thing. Oh my god! And he got the, you know he got it perfectly clean, uh, but it's setting expectations and not not thinking that every dry ice job. I feel like can... I feel like it's painting one room in your house. When you paint that one room, that room looks really good, but all the other rooms. Well, now it's painting all, it like a different like, color with yeah. with one coat. Yeah, and, and then but you, to get it perfect, you're going to need multiple coats. Right. And, and then and then the, all the other rooms that you didn't touch look old <laughs> well it, it's interesting because when the car was here for the tech tactics live and and i talked with nathan we talked about it a little bit the thing is it's only as good as what comes off yeah so what's underneath it's not going to be if if there's like surface it's rust, not going to polish it it's right. not going it, to there's nothing mm-hmm. to polish it's just taking the dirt and, stuff and so you really have to set your expectations now the challenge with my car was so the car was built in 83 and back then, a lot of dealers upsold you with undercoating. Is that like the Z-Bart stuff? Well, Z-Bart was like a rust pre- prevention, so they'd shoot it in the doors and in the cavities. But uh-huh. this was just tar sprayed uh-huh. on, and it was really thick. Yeah, yeah. And it well, took it, it, a lot to get it off. So and they took off all that undercoating? A good amount of it. Yeah. But at some point... It's you're at a point of diminishing returns. It mm. just you need more five hundred. You get dry ice and five hundred pound chunks. I yeah. forget how much it costs. And then there's the labor. And so at one point we just had to stop. What about what about Cosmoline? 
So oh, the cosmoline comes off like nothing. I oh, wish okay. it was just cosmoline. Ah. Uh, but of course, the car was up at is a GT Performance, and the engine was out, and so Gennady cleaned all that. Oh, so okay. the transaxle and the motor were all clean. Um, but a lot of it came off. But um, so now your car is the cleanest it's ever been. Yes. So is there, are there like um, after uh, dry icing routine? Like what? What do you do? I, mean, I don't your car, know. Your car I don't know. It hasn't been that long, you know. Yeah, and um, you have, you don't drive it in the rain or anything. No, you don't get caught no. unless you get caught in the rain. Yeah. So, did they say you have to maintain it a certain way? Or I mean, you can just kind of wipe, wipe it, it down. You know, if it's gonna get it's gonna get road dirt on it. Oh. The interesting thing, they did the wheel wells, and um, they. When the wheel when the wheel wells get done, they take a sponge with paint mm-hmm. and they just dab it hmm. to make it to look to make it look. Like it it look. And look, and yeah. when you look at the wheel well now, you see guards red, but in places you don't see it. And my first thought was, well, what, what like why didn't you do it over here? Uh-huh. But because when they spray the car, yeah, that's just overspray. They oh. didn't spray the whole wheel well. Yeah, they you mean just, from the factory. It, yes. Oh, okay. So that's why you know Bob he said. That's how it's supposed to. That's look. how it should look. Oh. So, um, yeah, it, your car has always been incredibly clean, and I haven't seen it the, the after of a dry ice. I imagine it looks it's ready for a concourse in, in spots, but in some spots, not not so much because some yeah. things just were. It's one of those things where only you know, yeah, uh, what's not clean or perfect. Well, I was going to do the E forty six M three before I sold it, yeah, and I think that would have come out. Very similar to what the hype is online, mm-hmm. because that car is newer. Yeah, and did uh, it have a tar? No, no. there was just some cosmoline and then just sort of road dirt. That's so, it. So Manny, you're Concord dude from the past. So cosmoline was that from the factory or was cosmoline like a dealer thing in the states? Factory. No, it came from the factory. So yeah. so how ships. so yeah, how do, how does how does the Concord world? view cosmoline like a car in concourse should it have cosmoline? well th- you know uh, viewpoints change um uh, i believe in preparation uh you should have the cosmoline off, off? just as perfect as possible uh. and back in the 90s early 2000s that was if you were serious yeah cosmoline gone really yeah but but, a- but that's was factory applied yeah but it was uh, supposed to be taken off by the dealer yeah. and uh, dealer prep but, it's but not, no the, one ever the did. way it left the factory it right. wouldn't have had that it's when they were getting ready to ship, ship it them. that uh, they put it on there so um it, it you know it's one of those things and and i kind of chuckle because of my wife's uncle built chevelles and he's now become like a chevelle authority because he built chevelles for so long and he always tells me that he laughs at these shows when he sees all these different paint marks you know you've seen mm-hmm. them yeah and he's, he said he goes you know he goes, we would have gotten fired if we let this car off the line with all these marks because these were just internal uh, and at the end you had to wipe it off once it's been torqued but uh, now you look and there's all these they recreate all these marks but they're not supposed to but have he's like he goes he goes i've told people i go we someone would have lost their job if they would have let that car leave the assembly line with these marks on there but now it's become like that's the way the factory did it yeah. and is really not evidently the way the factory did really? it really because that's yeah. that's not I, I never heard it put that yeah. way that yeah. they're on i mean i i've seen yeah. paint marks this on was like well so he worked on the line and this is the guy who worked on the line it was <laughs> uh yeah it's very uh so i think it's one of those things that uh an urban legend becomes truth, truth. in the mind yeah of people could be because they heard it from one person to another could and, be but from a guy who actually worked on the line building these cars it was interesting his uh perspective of um 
these marks. So, um, you know, to me, it's uh, it's how serious you really want to win Concord mm. and uh, and how how clean you want the car to be. Um, you know, we got the 964 done, so it looks much better. Um, it, is it like you see on some of these videos? No, because we don't want to spend, yeah. uh, like Paul said, buying 500-pound ice in increments, and you're doing it to take these tiny, tiny pinpoint dots off Mm-hmm. That uh, that were stubborn and weren't coming off, and and I'm not going to do it by hand or anything either. It's just it is what it is. So I uh, there was an interesting use of dry ice blasting that I watched on a, a channel called Tavarish. You probably uh-huh, heard yeah. of, mm-hmm. and He's, he uh, he has this McLaren P1 that right, he's rebuilding, and the one that was in the probably f- saw the it if you were paying attention. You were on the internet at all. Well, I forget what hurricane it was, but it wasn't. It was within the past. It was year. the P1 that was floating in water. <laughs> yep, yellow one floating in the water yeah. in Florida, and he bought it. And so uh, what he did to clean that car up was that he and his buddies slash co-workers rented a dry ice machine. And um, it wasn't just for the underside. They cleaned the whole car, like everything, with the dry ice blaster. So it was interesting to see. You know, they're cleaning the the the, the wiring oh, yeah. that's attached to the firewall behind the seats, which has plastic here, uh, cloth here, you know, metal, probably different types of metal. You just take your dry ice blaster and you you blast all of it. And they did the interior. It doesn't damage everything. it. It doesn't yeah. do anything. Like everything came out looking reasonably well. You know he's going to have to do some more cleaning. That car. I, I watch. I watch <laughs> that series, and every time I watch, it, I'm like, that is the hugest challenge that, ever. <laughs> that car has sand and rust yeah. in places where I mean, you'll never be able to get that car completely clean. I mean, you can try, but yeah, there's still... you got to take it down to every millimeter because there's sand. Everywhere <laughs> and, and yeah. debris everywhere. Yeah, we'll, but kudos we'll to him. He's 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 trying to yeah, build his his P one at half price. Yeah. Um, so uh, speaking of YouTube and videos, before we get into that, I want to remind folks to uh, make sure to go to pca.org and if you haven't signed up for eBreak News, do that uh, as well as performance news and uh, test drive news. The latest video that would have dropped or. Um, since since today is the GT2 OMR. Yeah, so we were a little late. Usually it's every other Saturday for a one-mile review. Uh, we released it on Sunday. Really nice example that's been driven, but not too much. What a great car. Yeah, and uh, they all all those 997 GT cars have heavy clutches, so Porsche it, must have changed it at some point when they did. realized. It did. Um, it was a cool car, but we, we noticed the... Um, so the, the other video that we had talked about earlier was the, uh, the Cayman autocross car with the gt3 engine that that video did really well off the bat but when last tuesday when you sent out the e-brake and it got bounced i noticed that the the views didn't really climb and normally when it's in e-brake you notice that 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 run up so uh, of course when you resent it uh, this this past weekend the numbers for that one went up uh, and hopefully the GT2 I one. Heard, I heard it was the week. host myself. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could always be the host. Probably. It's always yeah. the host. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you never know. Hit, but, uh, him again. Him you know. again. Yeah. But that, you know, you're doing doing the video <laughs> uh, for the, the Cayman autocross car was amazingly fun. Yeah. Um, the, the two owners there were super cool. The GT2, that car is wicked. Yeah. That really is. I wish I had more of a road to try it on but yeah for sure that, well, that plus was, i think was it was special. a little cold and you said it was, it was cold, cold. Yeah. yeah it was a little cold and it, you know obviously the value of the yeah. car and uh being rear wheel drive and it does have traction control or um stability management i didn't realize and one of our members commented that in 2007 nitsa passed a law that passenger cars had to have 
stability control, and that's why the 08 had it. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's pretty why cool. I, the, I was uh, surprised cool as to how short the throws were. Super short. Oh, yeah, because so it felt doing... like an aftermarket shifter. It was that that short. So, so I've been in those cars for uh, or several. I in 3.8 RS, 4.0 RS, the GT2 RS from the 97 era, and I've also driven a GT3 from that era. They're uh, the shift action so tight, like mm-hmm. in every single one, and the clutch action is enough to like bruise the bottom of your foot if you drive it for a day or two. And um, yet, when you for these cars' purpose, you know, being track cars or cars that are meant to be driven fast, if you've driven that car hard on track for like ten minutes or hard on a back road, everything loosens up a little bit. Mm, so you have to drive it hard for it to feel, you know, exactly how it's supposed to feel. But very good cars. Yeah, it was heavy, and you know, but you know, driving after a few minutes, you, you get it. You like yeah, you adjust yeah. to it, right? Yeah. So uh, let's talk about news. We've got uh, some recalls here. Thirty-seven cars. Yeah, thirty-seven cars. God, so, so God bless them for was this noticing anyway? that thirty-seven cars. Need uh, rear oh, seatbelt, rear yeah. seatbelt seat yeah. anchors or something. Like yeah, that? I well, love torque properly. Yeah, and this is for Macan and Panamera. Panamera. Panamera's that few cars. If you if you have this car, you have probably been a, a approached already from yeah. Porsche. Yeah. yeah, but it's pretty cool that they. Uh, yeah, I looked because so. I was kind of interested because I have a Macan, but I think it only run through twenty twenty. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the next one is also I think about Macans and it's Yeah, make Paul happy. Yeah. They are made, they're kind of like uh, backtracking a little bit here on uh, Oh, whether well, they're all EV? EV. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that they were when they wanted to go back and announce the uh look at the announcement, but I thought that the Porsche on the Macan had already said that they're going to do the gas version alongside yes. the EV for a while. But it sounds like they're kind of like even reassuring dealers that it's not going to be as they're not phasing it out as quickly as, as quickly as they talked about yeah i thought no i thought i thought it, no, I thought, I thought I thought it was, was all ev i thought it no was no EV. damon's no. right they said that it was going to be sold side by side that they're still but you could see where they got rid of the turbo and they, they had the gts mm-hmm. and that's basically what you were start going to start to infer that you were start seeing like a re- reduction of the gas and more up of the EV. I, I thought the side by side was only Boxster. No, no, I'm pretty no, sure no, that's yeah. the one that doesn't go side by side. Ah, uh, so I got it reversed. Yeah, yeah. this was uh, because it's their best seller, and mm-hmm. and this all happened at a dealer meeting, and uh, I think in Spain, and they and they, um, I'm sure they heard a lot of uh, an earful from the dealers because it's their bread and butter. Oh yeah, is sure. the Macan, and suddenly if people don't warm up to this, and part of this goes to the fact that. Uh, um, the charging um, uh, infrastructure, infrastructure is not, there. not, yeah. not except for Tesla. Yeah. And now you you probably heard if you follow automotive news is that GM and I think Ford, Ford. are switching yeah. over to the Tesla mm-hmm. uh, charging oh, port. Boy. And yeah. uh, Tesla is uh, stands to make a lot of money unless the government gets involved to regulate how much they charge because they could easily uh, – Take it up to where it costs as much as gas. Yeah. It's a great charging network. I'll, I'll give Tesla yeah, that, that much. Yeah, that's what Tesla and did so, right. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. the investors are very, uh, they're rubbing their hands like Mr. Burns and oh. saying excellent uh, because uh, it uh, brings a lot more business to them. How will make uh, Tesla owners feel when they pull up and, and you have awful. a bunch of Porsches, VWs, and Fords? Uh, filling up the uh, superchargers, and they have to wait. Uh, as a Tesla owner, I probably wouldn't be happy. I, I think about the article that. said a third of the cars that Porsche sells are Macans. That's what the article said. And you can't 
That's a lot you of revenue and yeah. sales. It Plus, is, it's yeah. the infrastructure piece that, that you can't. Yeah. Yeah, they still it's gotta, just not there. They still got to work on uh, Electrify America. Evidently, leaves mm-hmm. a lot to be desired. Yeah. So, uh, so I just got back from the beach. We went out to uh, to Bethany, and there's a the big outlets there, and they have a bunch of charging stations. But every single charging station I saw had like tape wrapped around it saying "coming soon." How mad would you be that all these things they put in and none of them work? I think I, we have a guest uh, station uh, chain called Wawa here around here, and I'm seeing more and more of those with charging stations, which they, makes perfect sense. Do they work? Uh, I don't look that far. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is people are saying people. No, that's either Teslas. Oh, Tesla yeah. ones. Oh, okay. yeah. So I would oh. say they probably do that's work. That's good. That's so good. a friend of mine has a Taycan and lives in Southern California, and he decided to take it on a road trip to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he figured he could make it. He said, but that range anxiety kicked in Oh yeah. as he was driving. And he stopped, I think he said, two or three times. And one time he couldn't get it to sync up. One time it wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got there fine, right? But but you think about what happened. He said that to... range anxiety sure. is real. Yeah. We yeah. had a one of our early Tycon web stories. Uh, Robin Warner in Michigan took on a road trip, and he took it to the Electrify America station that was on his route, or one of the stations on his route, and he couldn't get. And this was over a year ago now, but he couldn't get it to charge at the what? What is it? The three fifty yeah. kilowatt or the, the the high version? It, right. It was like a hundred kilowatts down. Level so now three. he's got to spend two hours there. Yeah. So <laughs> and it was because the Electrify America station, whatever you know, the places he was hooking up to, they all had some sort of issue. Uh, so yeah, we'll yeah, see. I mean, I'm hoping because I would love to uh, to commute a electric car. Absolutely, that would be uh, perfectly fine with me. Um, charge at home and have plenty of range to go back and yeah, forth. Yeah, but it's like you said, a long distance. Um, just be, be prepared to make it an adventure. You, know? you almost have to have a Tesla to do road yeah. trips. So, so why why do you say you want to commute in one? I'm curious. Just your take on it. Oh, because they're more reliable than uh, than there's so many less moving than, parts than your current commuter or any mean? any ice uh, engine. Yeah. Just going to be more reliable. Yeah, and uh, gas wise, because you know. And once, once a minute, the minute gas around here goes cheap, people just forget about the that it was high, and they go out and they buy big trucks. And, suburban, <laughs> yeah, suburban, <laughs> and then gas goes up, and they're like, "Oh my god, what I'm am gonna I going to do with this?" Yeah, yeah. and oh. uh, so, uh, um, and for the let's face it, ninety five is not exactly a driving paradise. Yeah, no. Uh, so I wouldn't mind an electric car on the torque, uh, man. I mean, the performance, a torquey mm-hmm. motor is a torquey motor. I don't care if it's electric or gas. Yeah, torque yeah. is. Torque is cool. Um, so we're coming up on, on 60 Minutes here. Uh, we do want to talk a little bit about the special edition, the Le Mans edition 911. But yes. only a few. French few, only. French, French only. only, yeah. How many How many 72 of them will be made? Yeah, why is that, Bill? Uh, you is had that, it right. Did I have it right? Yes, you did. Oh, how many times Porsche participated at Le Mans? Yep. Yeah. I guessed. <laughs> well, I, was, I did the math because we were celebrating 75th anniversaries and stuff. The cool thing was uh, they got uh, input from Rod Emery and Cameron Healy, who mm-hmm. owns the 46 car that uh, won the first time for Porsche. It's the class win at Le Mans in 51. Um, and if uh, you've ever been to Rensselaer Union, I think they've had it for the past two Rensselaer Unions. Cool I'm sure We've had a Tech one. Tactics. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very very cool car, and so uh, Mr. Healy owns that car, so he had input. Maybe wonder if he's going to buy one of these cars. Uh, and so they're numbered. It's a special edition, 
if you really want one, I guess you're going to have to import it. I was about France. to say, they're probably all spoken for right now. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrating 100 years, not 100 races of Le Mans. No. So, speaking of celebrations, we celebrated Watkins Glen, but then we woke up and mm. we were very sad. Yes. It was uh, their second win, too. Uh. And then it became their, not second win, <laughs> Yeah, because of a skid plate underneath yeah. uh, was How below spec. Um they keep the car low, yeah. obviously, and it, like Paul said, it drags along the asphalt and just wears out. And it was one or less than one millimeter. That's crazy. One, that's like the tip of a pencil. And yeah. but the rolls are rolls, and I didn't. And, you know, Penske announced that they were going to protest, which they did. But I wasn't holding out hope because rolls are rolls, and what that yeah. means is that they probably, you know. Started a little bit too low. Uh, well, the article said that there was some sort of in race damage that caused uh, that caused. I think was there, was it a low they tire? Always get damaged, and that's just them wearing. So you have to start so thicker, knowing that's going to wear down as, to a lower. As no, the race goes, I got the impression it wasn't because of that. Mm. That that something happened that the car that particular piece got lower, and so it it hit more frequently. Is that the, uh, is that the I car that had the flat tire and they had to go around the track? Because I thought I read somewhere where it had a tire going low or something, and that might have scraped enough scraped material off, off to uh, mm. go below spec. The good news, I think, is that, uh, once again, this car, at least in IMSA, is becoming much more competitive. Uh, in WEC, unfortunately, they have Ferrari and Toyota running, which are running a whole different system than LMDH and IMSA. Uh, but with the LMDH cars in, uh, in North America, this car has become very competitive. So that's the highlight of um of this yes we had the race win taken away from us yes this throws us back a lot from getting the manufacturer and driver's title which penske wants but the season's still going on and we can uh, we do well in the next few races i think we can regain that point back the um the customer team jdc miller i think finished fourth and so and that was good for them uh especially for a team that's just coming out of the gate and doesn't have nearly the experience of Penske Motorsports. Uh, that's uh, very, um, uh, very good news on that front. And as more customer cars show up, I think it'll increase the chances. So there you have it, man. going to keep us updated on all this and translate it all to me because most of it's lost on me, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> Cargo <laughs> fast, car good. <laughs> Cargo fast, car is good. Don't get in trouble. Don't car, cheat. <laughs> car finishes. Yeah. All right. So a um, little housekeeping here. Registration spots are still open for Works Reunion Monterey. It closes August 2nd. So look forward to Including judging. I looked this morning and I think there was 30 spots left in judging. Oh. Which is almost unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I can't guarantee by the time this podcast comes out again, yeah. well, it'll still be available. But if it is, that's really it. the best spot on all of Works Reunion Absolutely. is a judging field. Get on it. We talked about volunteer registration for Run Sport Reunion 7 already on Motorsports Reg. And, of course, if you're looking to go to Gateway to the West, there's still uh, some spaces. We're not sold Surprisingly, out yet. yeah. Surprisingly, September 20th through 24th. Treffen is an amazing event. Take a look there. Anything else before we sign off? Uh, I don't know if next week we'll be back to normal. Uh, I have to look at the schedule. I think we're still waiting for the podcast equipment to yeah, come. The 14th is on Friday. So. Yeah, so and we I may know. have to do another MacGyver uh <laughs> And I won't even uh, be setup. here. I'll actually be on my London tour with my wife for her 50th and birthday. You and the Goodwood thing Wim- is still in the air? Wimbledon. So, so right? yeah, she mm-hmm. really, a bucket list thing for her was to go to Wimbledon. She scored center court seats. 
two of them. I will not be in one of them. I'll be walking. So you got denied on Ball Boy? Uh, I mean, did, I, did they look at your um, 5K results hon- honestly, and say... I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, honestly, I'm third wheeling because... You know, one of her good friends who's into tennis will be sitting in that second seat. I'll be uh, cruising the grounds looking for the special food items that they sell at. Uh, oh, so um, now you're going to be bringing them food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. But I did find out that I will make it to Goodwood on Friday. So I've got a little bit VIP of a VIP or with the commoners? Um, I don't know yet. So I don't care. I mean, as long as I get to step foot in it, that's like, that's yeah, good enough for me. Goodwood so so I yeah, have, once you've flown first class, you don't want to run coach. Well, you know, I've never flown first class nor business class, so it will all be good to me. It's very good. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So I, hopefully I will bring my, my microphones and my, uh, Camera equipment, just in case. So uh, this is the Goodwood, the speed, festival, festival speed. Speed. Festival speed, not the revival where everyone's I'm, I'm hoping I'll get to see uh, Mission X up close. Yeah, hopefully. And then hopefully, because yeah, that's a museum on display. And then hopefully, I get to see a special car to be unveiled. Well, rumors and, are that we may see the ST, the ST come exactly. out in Goodwood. So, so if it is, I will try to get to it. And report live. We have a correspondent out there reporting press as well. So uh, we'll be doubling up. Well, they'll probably do a much better job and have better access than I will. Yeah, we're hoping. All right. Well, Paul, great having you. And thanks for behaving. Uh, For all of you listening, (laughs) thank you. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, grab your VIN. Head over to PCA.org. If you're looking to purchase your first, I actually got a text from uh, my daughter's boyfriend's boss wondering how to get an allocation for a GT3. We're going to have a long conversation there. But we can share with you all of the knowledge that we have through the Test Drive program. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page to see behind-the-scenes photos and videos. Porsche Club Insider, all one word. As always, we love it when you drop a message. Um, you can even email us at podcast at pca.org. Uh, if you want to stay in touch with all things PCA and the newsletters, as we mentioned earlier, sign up for those. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.